Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Welcome in the 49th edition of the Players' Championship, the 42nd right here at the stadium course in Ponte Vedra. What a day it has been, particularly earlier this morning where many members of the PGA Tour went low. Not the case right now. Conditions are becoming that much tougher. We're seeing guys really grind throughout this golf course. And again, that is the way that it's going to be. For the leaders, um, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, it's very rare to actually have the best overall score on a Sunday win the Players' Championship. Uh, all you have to do is look at what happened a year ago out here. Tommy Fleetwood posted a 63 on that Thursday, which, uh, excuse me, a 66 on that Thursday, which for those of you who remember, it took three days to complete. It took more than 55 hours to complete because of the rain on Thursday, the delay right out of the gate. And then again, tough conditions on Friday. Uh, round one was complete on Saturday. Uh, round two and three, uh, they did their best to get in later that afternoon. Then, of course, Sunday as well, the tournament ended up being decided on a Monday where Cameron Smith went out a local right here in Jacksonville, won $3.6 million, a 66 on that Sunday, which was tied for the second best overall score behind a 63 with Dustin Johnson. Most notably, those two are not there. As a matter of fact, five of the top 10 a year ago, not here. We won't dwell on that. Instead, we'll talk about those who are here, and it's 69 of the top 100. All right, typically the Players' Championship is going to have 80 of the top players in America. All right, you have 44 of the top 50. You have 19 of the top 20. However, in a developing situation, ranked 225th in the world through 18 holes, your clubhouse leader, Chad Ramey, a bogey-free 8-under 64. Absolutely spectacular and he did everything the right way hit 14 of 18 greens and regulation all right hit 10 of 14 freeways only had 24 putts took advantage of the very early tee time unfortunately for him and that's golf we'll see what he's able to do tomorrow where obviously there's talk of rain and for those who are golf purists for those who really follow this event you're fully aware of the sub air under greens that work here at, at Sawgrass, I mean, unless they just get completely dumped on. They can do whatever they want. If you want to firm it up, if you want to uh, try to soften things up, you can go either way with this compression. It's almost like a vacuum. Uh, I was talking with a gentleman about this a year ago. It's, it's almost a vacuum that, that goes underneath the greens, and they have the ability – uh, to suck all the moisture through, and you can control it kind of like you control the thermometer uh, or, you know, the whatever it's called, uh, your air conditioning, whether you're turning it up or turning it down, just right there, a, a device that, that you have, and you're, 
you're able to do things along those lines to eliminate the rain. Now, ego comes into play uh, for these agronomists and for those in charge of uh, putting together what obviously is the flag ship of the PGA Tour. This is what it's all about. It's not the fifth major, but this is the most important event on the PGA Tour that is not a major. All right. They're playing for $25 million, which is a record, historically speaking, on tour. And, as we know, first prize winner, $4.5 million. How cool would that be for Chad Ramey? Again, minus eight, 64 today. He is your leader. The odds on him, if you had him in Las Vegas, plus 3,300. Incredible. Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves here because – Leaders who have come out on a on a uh, Thursday and continue to win it on a Sunday is very rare around here. It it has happened. Um, I go back to Martin Keimer. What was it? Two thousand thirteen, I believe, when Martin Keimer. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Two thousand fourteen. Martin Keimer. Another another players' championship where rain was a factor, and and certainly that had. Uh, an effect, and on that particular day, he went out and shot a 63 on a Thursday, and actually had a nine-stroke lead over the course average. At last look, the first wave that went through, the first 72 golfers who played this morning, the average was 72.4. Right now, it's hovering close to 73 at last look I had it at 72.9 so if you were to get to a 73 that would mean it would be a nine stroke difference between what Chad Ramey did this morning and what the overall course average is upon completion of day one out here at the players just insane and unfortunately for him he can't get up early in the morning and play I'm sure that's what he wants to do he hadn't been in this situation before he's one outside of the PGA Tour but as a 30 year old out of Mississippi State he's never had the deal with the pressure of what is going on right now with this young man and I imagine the hours are probably going by um, you know, probably sounds like or, or feels like a, a day for him in each and every hour. The minutes going by uh, like hours is, I, I guess, what I'm, I'm trying to say. But, yeah, we all love a good story. And right now he has been story number one right here on this Thursday. All right, we got a lot to do. Plenty of golfers still out there. I'm going to keep you updated as to uh, what is happening on the golf course. Uh, Agent Gibby as well. We'll have a leaderboard update. I'll constantly be keeping you aware of what is happening with the golfers still out on the course, as as well as several of the notable golfers upon uh, what they did a little bit earlier this morning or perhaps, you know, just just recently as well. Uh, Gary Smith's going to join me a little bit later on. Florida Times Union does an outstanding job covering golf. Uh, for the PGA Tour, so we'll get an opportunity to talk with Schmitter. Also, again, I know wagering is big, and the way that you can bet on golf these days, it's not just pre-tournament action. You can go head-to-head. You can play props. For instance, last year, there was 57 balls that got wet on the par 3 17th, and I thought that that was a little bit unfair a year ago because the wind was so ridiculous and the weather was that bad 
Yet I was surprised to actually see that in 2021, there were nine more balls that went in the water. Actually, 66 went in in, in, in better climate in 2021 compared to the 57 that went in last year when it was just lousy out here. So you, know, you think you know a little bit about something. I, I guess you don't, and I'm talking about myself uh, with that particular comment. For what it's worth, the total's 55. I'm going to absolutely play the total over. You got to, right? Recent history tells us it is going to go over. But maybe you want to do that. Maybe you want to go head-to-head with a player. I imagine a lot of money's coming in now on Chad Ramey, whether you think he can continue this, or I got to believe the popular bet is that he's going to fall apart. So we'll go out live to Las Vegas and talk with Rafael Esparza. That'll be in our second hour as well. All right, we had an ace, Hayden Buckley, early in the morning, hole 17. He began on 10. So, I mean, there was still dew on the ground, and this young man went out uh, with an ace. That was impressive uh, to see what he did there. The best story of the day, in my opinion, not named Chad Ramey, was Colin Morikawa. Again, seven under a 65, and what he did today was absolutely incredible when it came to the flat stick. He had a, a run uh, late in the morning where he went 10 holes. Eight of those 10 holes were one putts. I mean, think about that. Think about how hard this golf course is. What do we always hear? You're going to have to use every club in your bag. It's all about, you know, it's a quote-unquote second shot golf course where you don't necessarily always need your driver, although we're seeing that really come into effect on number nine today where they extended that tee box by about another 20 yards. And, you know, they're trying to make that a a three-shot golf approach where, you know, guys have been able to get on there in two. They're they're attempting to change that around this year. The front side, six through eight, have been the most difficult holes so far today, particularly the par three eight. You never really hear about that because it's always the par three 17. Actually, the par three eight today uh, playing in a more difficult, um, you know, the pattern so far for that. That's subject to change, obviously, uh, with a a lot of golf remaining. But when you look at Colin Morikawa, not only did he have eight one-putts in a course of ten holes, he almost made birdie putts his last three holes coming in. Just barely burnt the edge. So you can really make a case that Colin Morikawa today with a 7-under 65, he could be 10-under 62 right now. And I know we can play the what-if game with everything in life, including out here, but he just barely missed those putts. So, uh, much like Ramey today, Morikawa, bogey-free, he had five birdies, he had an eagle, he is in very good shape. Again, the only difficult part for them is... um, you know, they do such a wonderful job here with course conditions, but depending on the rain or the lack thereof or what they decide to do with the greens tomorrow, um, I don't think they'll, they'll necessarily uh, soften up. I, I, I think that they'll still be firm as far as the approach, but some of the complaints that are coming in are that has, it has had no effect on the putting stroke. Okay, and that these greens are not as fast as some others on tour. So a a, a firm landing, if you will, 
but not necessarily when it comes to putting the golf ball. Hey, I, it, to me, it would be incredibly fast. I will say this, though. A month ago when we played out here, you know, they really let him grow. And that's what they do every year before the Players' Championship. And I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to come out here and play. And at that particular time, the greens were slower than the normal courses that I play in Jacksonville on a month-to-month basis. But that's by design. That's not the case today. And uh, Watching Chad Davis putt a little bit yesterday and some others yesterday on the green. I mean, you just barely touch it, and the ball just won't keep rolling. That's the way they love it out here on the PGA Tour. But uh, we'll see what happens as we continue to keep you updated throughout the course of the evening. All right, we got a lot to do. And, um, you know, it's going to be – I love this. I mean, I get so excited about this. It is truly one of my favorite times of the year to get the opportunity to talk golf with you. Thousands and thousands of fans here. They'll continue to trickle in tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. The story of the day, Ramey at 8 under, Morikawa at minus 7. Right now, your course leader is Justin Sue. Let's take a look at him. Justin Sue now three consecutive birdies. He has settled for par on 13 and 14. So he has the very scorable 16th hole uh, coming up here in just a little bit. The par 317. And then, of course, the uh, the horror of, uh, of trying to close on 18. But Sue, a little bit earlier today, birdied four, bogeyed six. Um, actually had birdies on seven and eight. So he went out with a 34 at two under. But then on the backside, he's been on a tear. Again, birdies, 10, 11, and 12. So he has posted a five under, still with three, make that four golf holes to go. Uh, that is perhaps the biggest surprise, or absolutely is the biggest surprise with the afternoon tee times or the second wave of tee times. Sam Burns is another. Sam Burns today, uh, let's see, uh, Sam began with, uh, well, you know, it's it's a Phil Mickelson type of card. Two birdies on two and three, then bogeys on four and six, a birdie on nine. So par was rare for him. Four out of the first nine holes. Birdies again on 11, 13, and 16. So Sam Burns right now with a clean golf card on the back. He has one hole to play. That is 18 um, Burns is only one stroke out. Let's see here, officially at minus four with one hole to go. So the average has gone up. Again, the average is up nearly a half a stroke. But for those two golfers, they are putting in a heck of an effort and able to get some really good things done here on this Thursday afternoon. All right, let's do this. Gibby's got an update coming. Uh, the very latest here from the 49th edition at the stadium course. Whether you were here earlier today or whether you're going to be here tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday, any comments that you have, as always, uh, send them our way on our text line, 641-1010, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. We'll be here until 8 o'clock right here on this Thursday. I do want to tell you that each and every day our opening comments are brought to you by 
Schmunez vision. Let me tell you, my eyes are so good right now. I can see everything. I can tell the difference between a sundress and a romper. That was something that I wouldn't have been able to do if I did not have good eyes. I, I can see a guy walking by here with a Miller Lite. Why would you? And, and they're hard to get. That must have been smuggled in. I, I can't find Miller Lights here on the golf course. So congratulations. I mean, I was worried about bringing Cubans back from Costa Rica. This guy obviously uh, snuck in a couple of Miller Lights uh, here to the Players' Championship. But my point is, when it comes to your eyes, I, I think that we too often overlook them. And why that is is a surprise to me because, you know, something hurts, this hurts, that hurts. You go see a doctor, you worry about this, you're on this med or you're doing this for rehab, but we – we neglect our eyes, and we only have one set of eyes. Schmunez Vision at the beach, they are absolutely your one stop for anything that involves your eyes. Now, Dr. Catherine Schmunez, fellowship trained in cornea, cataract surgery, all refractive surgery. Her, along with Dr. Neil Schmunez, we're talking about more than 30 years' worth of laser eye experience. Okay, laser eye surgery. Can you imagine going through the rest of your life never having to deal with contacts, readers, glasses just having perfect 2020 vision i could see it right here through the crack i don't have a good view at the scoreboard but i see justin spieth just uh, completed his round of a 69 for three under it's great having wonderful eyes go to shmunez vision give me a call 299-2906 or check them out online that is shmunezvision.com care you can see it's good to have you with us much more to do first round coverage from the players championship continues right here on your home of the players 92.5 fm let's go into the night with rick baloo on 1010xl 92.5 fm we are broadcasting live from the players championship the 42nd edition here at the stadium course absolutely beautiful out here and the sun has begun to set um, last year, and it was really, you know, it was a difficult day out here on Thursday. I, I know that they shut it down for good at 636. Uh, let's take a peek here. Uh, I just mentioned Sue, who's at five under through 14. So he has four holes to play. Uh, let's see. We got golfers on 16, 15. The majority are in. I think 14 would be the last group, and I guess I could figure that out by by simply pulling up um today's t-sheet today's uh you know overall groupings let's see the final group uh going off today at 151 um well actually actually tomorrow uh my apology uh the last group going off uh today was that group of eric barnes dylan Wu, and aaron rye on the front side it is Justin Sue, along with Andrew Novak out of Sea Island, Georgia, and Joseph Bramlett. So those are your last golfers on on uh, on the course. And if it's it's really interesting, and I, I I've always wondered about this, and I you know it's come into play in 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 baseball at times, even though baseball has lights. But if you're watching on TV, you'll look at it right now and you'll be like, you know, there's plenty of sunlight out there. But what really happens is the the lights that come off the camera, it looks much more visible. It, it looks like there's much more sunlight 
than there actually is. I, I can tell you right now, what is it? It's 627. I would not be surprised if we do hear uh, that things get set to get shut down here within the next 20 minutes. So there could be a couple of golfers who will be forced to complete round one early tomorrow morning. Of course, best case scenario, all 144 of these golfers will be able to complete their 18 holes today. 32 first-time players out here. That includes your clubhouse leader, Chad Ramey, eight under a 64, eight birdies, clean cards, zero bogeys. We have eight former winners out here at the Players' Championship. And, you know, we've never had a repeat winner. We're not going to get one this year with Cameron Smith. And I was was looking a little bit earlier at uh, former champions and and how they've done uh, two very bad rounds today for former champs, including, um, you know, Rory McIlroy, a plus 476, just a disaster. It was not a good round today as well for Webb Simpson, another plus four. 76. You know, Rory has taken it on whether he wants it or not, but he's he's basically become, you know, the major mouthpiece, I guess you will, for the PGA Tour. And, you know, I think they're lacking in that direction. It, it, it's always, as you know, been an individual sport, and it's not really a raw, it's not really a raw, raw um, type of tour, right? It's more of a leader by example, type of tour. And then when Tiger got here, he changed everything. But there's still only a couple of golfers out here that are really going to, in fact, move the needle. Tiger Woods is one of those. Tiger Woods is absolutely going to be do, uh, going to be able to do that. But with him gone, who are those golfers who can pull that off? You know, outside of Rory McIlroy, maybe Justin Thomas, there, there's just not too many. I sat in during the interview yesterday uh, for Scotty Scheffler, phenomenal golfer, number two in the world, and he played in that grouping today with John Rahm and Rory McIlroy. But I don't think either one of the three, or either one of the other two, really have that ability to make people stop and think. Or you know, you're as a golf fan, what did he say today after his round? What did he say, you know, going into the tournament uh, with Rory? That is the opposite, and what a disaster for him today. He began on 10. He had a double on number 10, uh, did Rory McIlroy. He then proceeded to go out overall uh, with a 38. He also came home with a 38, and here's the thing that will absolutely blow you away because it blew me away. He didn't make a putt all day longer than four feet until he got to his final hole which was the par 5 ninth hole, and he rolled that in for a 6. So just an awful day today for Rory McIlroy. And beginning with a 76, it's going to be hard for him to come back and, and make this cut. Again, he started with a double, then a birdie, a double on 15. So he went out with a 38, then a bogey on 1, a bogey on 3, a birdie on 4, and then again, the bogey on the very scoreable par 5 ninth hole, a 76 today for Rory McIlroy, and not a good effort at all. All right, Justin Thomas began this day with a 37. And for Justin Thomas, this today has basically been, you know, one of those Phil Mickelson type of, uh, of scorecards. He, he just, par is rare 
today for JT. Let me see if I can find – all right, here we go right now. The very latest. His round is now complete. So Justin Thomas today, you ready for this? He eagles number two. It was an 82-foot chip-in on the par-5 second hole. So right out of the gate, he goes par-eagle. He's at two under through two. Then he gets into trouble. The double bogey on four for Justin Thomas. A birdie on five. He bogeys eight and nine, so he goes out with a plus 137. Manages to get back to even with uh, the birdie on number 10. A bogey on 13. Then played some clean golf coming in. On 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18, all pars. So Justin Thomas, in what could have been a disaster, okay, ends up with a really good round. As a matter of fact, a really good round considering he had the double bogey on four. He also found water on, I want to say it was, uh, was it nine that he found water? I'll have to look back on that. But but somehow it could have been a double bogey. It ended up being a bogey because he made the putt. And, and that makes a difference, obviously, through 18 holes, whether you were plus one or plus two. So Justin Thomas, all right, not in great shape, but he still is able to be in a situation where, you know, he can navigate himself around this golf course, take advantage of an early tee time tomorrow, and who knows what's, what's going to end up happening for him um, come moving day. So overall, up and down, that was the case today for Justin Thomas. All right, let me give you a couple of other notables as we're just about completed with the first round here at uh, the Players' Championship. Uh, we've talked a lot about Chad Ramey at minus eight and Colin Morikawa, one stroke out at minus seven. Uh, third on the card right now, Taylor Pendrith, okay? A minus five today, and unlike the two ahead of him, one mistake, that was on the fourth hole with a bogey. But outside of that, you're talking about an eagle on 16, all right, and a birdie on 17. Playing it early, going out from 10 on. We talked with the Boston Capper yesterday. Now, you follow trends around here. Thursday to Friday, I've talked a lot about that. 13 of the last 15 winners went out early Thursday and went out late on Friday. Well, if you look at today's leaderboard, that's the case. These guys went out early on Thursday. What Boston Capper said last night as he handicapped this was he's also going to play guys who begin on 10 compared to guys who begin on number one. We saw the early morning ace on 17 by Hayden Buckley. Then you look at Taylor Pendrith, for crying out loud. You know, he has the eagle on 16, then a birdie on 17, and then he bogeyed 18. So playing some pretty good golf um, early on. At five under as well, you have Ben Griffin. Uh, Let's see the latest here on... On Sue, at last look, he had four holes to go, and he would have been your clubhouse leader. Don't go helter-skelter on me here. Uh, he's through 15 now. I'd be surprised if they're going to play anymore. And we'll wait for the official word from the PGA Tour. Dylan, if you hear that back in the studio. By the way, how are you doing tonight, Dylan Denmark? How are things with you? I know this show is boring. Are, are you considering perhaps a nap? No, we are all good, uh, all good here at the headquarters. If, if you hear anything at all about the first-round coverage being um, suspended because of darkness, again, last year it was 636, 
and they called it. It's 635 right now, and, you know, it depends on how, how you look at things, but with three holes to go, I can't see a scenario at all. says, so five minutes ago, the first round's been suspended due to darkness. First round will resume 7.40 a.m. Friday. Well, there you have it. Okay, so let's, let's take a quick look at this before we send it over uh, to Agent Gibbs for an update. Uh, I have right now Sue through 15 at 5 under, so he will resume his round tomorrow morning. Um, let's see. Any? Uh, I believe there are six. There could be as many as 12 still out there. Let's see. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I have unofficially 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I, I have unofficially, uh, I want to say... 18 golfers still on the course. It, it, it may end up being 24 golfers still out on the golf course. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll check that here during the break. It's, it's either going to be, yeah, I think 24 is the number. Some of these golfers just have one hole to play. Uh, the others have just two holes to play. And then, of course, uh, way back is the group that includes Sue, who have played 15, so three holes remaining for those particular uh, pairings, both on the front and back side. Again, I'll check that here during the break, but uh, that's what's going to happen. You know, 144 golfers out here. It got jammed a little bit. The course played tougher in the afternoon, and the case now is that we will pick this up early morning with those who still need to complete their first round. All right, let's send it over right now to Agent Gibbs. He's going to give you everything as far as what has happened here today. Low in the morning, it toughened up a little bit late in the afternoon for most golfers, uh, but nonetheless, it's been a brilliant day out here. Day one at the Players. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, the sun is set. The fans are trickling out of the Players' Championship, and play has been suspended because of darkness. All about Chad Ramey, 8 under 64, 8 birdies, 0 bogeys. A rookie, he's only 30, he's from Mississippi, played his college golf at Mississippi State. Again, if you had him, congrats, plus 3,300 is the payout. Oh, what do you, he's got 54 holes to go, a lot of golf. Left Dylan Denmark back in the studio. He's got a special prize coming up. That'll be in a little bit. We'll have him tell you about that then. Agent Gibbs is here. You getting ready to leave me, Agent Gibbs? I mean, you couldn't believe what it was like out here last night. I was I was all by my lonesome. They shut everything down. Yeah. I was in the pitch dark. I was in the middle of the jungle. I was more scared here than I was when I was in the rainforest two weeks ago in Costa Rica. How was the rainforest? Oh, it was unbelievable. You see any snakes, birds? Yeah, I put it on Facebook. Ah. I thought you would have seen that. Oh, I'll have to check it out. I'll show you the video during our uh, snakes during and our next trees, break. I bet. Snakes and trees. Oof. Yeah. Oof. This is your ninth players. Uh, it what, is. What did you make? I mean, hey, listen. The fact that outside of the uh, – I just checked it. There's seven, there's seven groupings still on the golf course. So there's 21 golfers who will wake up tomorrow morning and have to complete round one. But – Thank you, Mother Nature, because what we have been able to see today compared to a year ago is literally night and day. 
It really is. Uh, we've had some terrific weather out here uh, today, of course, the opening round, and it was terrific. I mean, it was overcast early in the day. The sun finally did come out around 3 or 4 o'clock, somewhere about there, and uh, turned out to be beautiful. Uh, some precipitation in the forecast tomorrow. We'll have to see how that uh, shakes out. But uh, as compared to last year when, I mean, it was a downpour, it seemed like, every other day uh, here at the tournament last year, I'm, I'm happy for the players that they're finally getting some very good weather. Yeah, they are, and, you know, they wanted it here. They wanted it in March uh, compared to May. I, I stopped my complaining about the May timing probably three or four years ago. That This is what they want, and, and this is what they are going to get. But we're seeing the greatest golfers right now uh, on the planet outside of, uh, you know, a handful uh, that are part of the, the Live Tour. Any Anything stand out for you today or, or surprise you here during round one at the players? I think the reemergence of Colin Morikawa. I mean, he's a guy that's uh, we know about him on the PGA Tour. He's a guy that's maybe gone a little bit quiet. Um, he's won a couple of majors, of course, but we haven't. We've we've talked about Rory McIlroy and John Rahm and uh, Scotty Scheffler has burst onto the scene. Victor Hovland is really playing well of late. We kind of not everybody, but some of us have kind of forgotten about Colin Morikawa. We know he's a world class player, and he's showing that a seven under sixty five today for Morikawa. And he's only 26 years old. He's a guy that is showing you that the talent that he possesses is not going anywhere. Colin Morikawa has not won since the 2021, you know, Open. Right. And in sensational fashion, if you remember what he did. But he's the only golfer. I looked it up right before the beginning of the show. He's the only member of the PGA Tour to be over 70% in both greens and regulation and fairways, fairways hit today. He hits 9 of 14 fairways today. He hits 13 of 18 greens in regulation. So consistency T to green for Colin Morikawa. I'm with you. He's one of the three. JJ and, and I made our picks yesterday. Um, let's see. Uh, the three that I picked, um, I had Sheffler, Morikawa, and Victor Hovland. I uh, feel very good about both Scheffler and Morikawa. For him today uh, to shoot a 65, and then they go through that stretch, Gibby. Mm -hmm. Eight holes, uh, or eight one-putts in ten holes. I mean, eight one-putts out here. I mean, that's the easiest golf course that you could possibly play anywhere in the country. To, to make eight one-putts in ten holes is almost unheard of. He went out here and did that today, and then his three closing holes... He nearly birdied all three of them. Yeah, he was outstanding in Eagle today at number two. He also had five uh, birdies, no bogeys either. I mean, you got to play bogey-free golf if you're going to be in the top uh, handful of guys on this leaderboard. You know, another guy, Rick, is Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth has uh, kind of not done a whole lot uh, in terms of major tournaments of late, and Spieth today, three under 69, and he spoke openly this week about how Look, guys, I know that my track record has not been great here at the Players. He actually opened up saying that he has hard, a hard time visually on some of these holes here at the Players, and Jordan Spieth is playing well, 3-under-69. Eight former champions are here. Let's give you uh, the latest on, on some of them as I, I go through the list of all 144 uh, golfers. Matt Kuchar, 2-under today, a 70. Of course, he is a defending champion out here at the Players. Uh, let's see, some other notables. Uh, Sonny Woo Kim, I had him earlier, I believe, at three under. He may have tailed back uh, later 
in the round. Um, I'm sure I'll find him. Again, I'm looking at 144 uh, different golfers. I, I, I do know that, you know, two bad rounds today, Webb Simpson plus 476, Rory McIlroy a plus 476. Uh, let's see some other former champions, uh, what they were able uh, to do out here. Um, either earlier, uh, by, by the way, the oldest golfer out here is Jerry Kelly, plus two through 16. He's got two to go, but he's 56 years of age. Also, Russell Knox, a lot of fans out here. Last year, Knox uh, brought in, what was it, close to $700,000, I believe it was, with a tied for sixth place finish. Let me see, Russell Knox last year, $675,000 for the young man out of Scotland, who, of course, played his golf at Jacksonville. Uh, university, so uh, that was pretty impressive uh, to see what he did last year. I'm just having trouble finding last uh, the eight champions that are here again because I'm scrolling through 144 different golfers. That, that can be difficult. All right, Justin Thomas has won here in thrilling fashion. All right, the opposite of Rory McIlroy, who plays conservatively, who won't take what you know takes what the golf course gives you. Justin Thomas, two years ago, um, came from behind. You had, what, Bryson DeChambeau and Lee Westwood. And JT went out and beat him on a Sunday. Uh, those two aren't here either, both DeChambeau and Westwood, part of the Live Tour. Um, and when you look at what is going on with Justin Thomas, again, today, a plus one, 73. All right. I think that's uh, that's it. I'll, I'll look for some of these others. Uh, let's see. Adam Scott and Ricky Fowler, two defending champions or, or two previous winners out here, both with even par 72s today. So I think that's about all eight of them. I may have uh, left one or two possibly behind, but I'll, I'll go over that a little bit later on in the program. Right now, my good Sonny Wu Kim, minus three. There you go. Or Sonny Wu Kim is the former Boston Red Sox relief pitcher. I should say C. Wu Kim, who was the youngest ever win the Players' Championship. Remember when that happened a few years ago, Gibby? I do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in Denmark, you've got a, uh, a big prize for someone right now in our listening audience. What do you have for us? I got a pair of... Uh, let's see, a pair of tickets to the Celtic Music and Heritage Festival in St. Augustine on March 11th. So that is this Saturday. Call me up at 641-1010. All right. What are you going to do? Are you going to do anything special with that? Are you going to, or are you just going to take the first caller? Uh, I'll take caller number three. <laughs> All right. There you go. Hey, it's, it's the St. Patrick's Day is what? One week from tomorrow on the 17th. So you have an opportunity, uh, folks, to win tickets uh, to that coming up Saturday in St. Augustine as well. All right, let's get ready for our second hour. We are going to um, keep you updated on uh, anything that does trickle in from the newsroom. A lot of interviews are going on. You know, we had an injury out here today to Minwoo Lee, who was four under 68. I mean, played a spectacular round. And, you know, the older you get, first of all, I, I do believe that that injuries in golf, there's kind of a misconception there, right? When you think injuries, I think you really dive into team athletics and, you know, they aren't a surprise to you. Gibby, you and I laugh off air when a pitcher will feel a twinge and, you know, they'll put them on the shelf for 30, 40 days and then he'll throw soft toss and he'll throw finally off a bump. But 
there are significant injuries. I think for the casual fan who's really not a golfer, they think, how do you get hurt in a golf course? Well, there's so much wear and tear. So I'm not surprised that there are back injuries. I'm not surprised that there are growing injuries. I'm not surprised that there are wrist injuries. But he got a cramp in his plant leg today, his right leg, as a right-handed golfer. In all of the golf I've ever seen, I don't ever remember a guy getting a cramp like that after hitting his shot off the tee. No, I can't say that I've remembered that uh, either. It's uh, Look, I mean, uh, a cramp will hit you getting out of bed in the morning. You just oh, step yeah. one way, and then you're down for the count for a while. <laughs> no doubt, and it happened today, uh, so we'll see. He, he was getting a lot of treatment. We've seen guys, you know, we, I, I've seen chiropractors work on backs and, and things like that. Obviously, Tiger Woods, even a few weeks ago, had to take off his shoe when he put it at the Genesis and and try to do some things with his reconstructed leg. Mm. Uh, but And we see cramping all the time in basketball and certainly in the NFL or college football. But I, I have never seen it out here on the PGA Tour. And it, it's not a hot day. No. I mean, if you're going to get cramping, wouldn't you think it would be in the United States Open or like at Jack's Tournament in the middle of June out in Dublin, Ohio or something like that with massive humidity? Uh, but we actually had that a little bit earlier today. All right, we got a lot more to do. We're going to take you up tonight until 8 o'clock. Gary Smits coming up in our second hour from the Florida Times Union. He is their golf writer. We'll get Smitter's uh, opinion on what he witnessed today. We're also going to look at things from a wagering perspective late in the hour. We will go out live to Las Vegas and hear from Rafael Esparza. If you want to get in, best way to do so, on Twitter, that's Baloo1010XL, or you can get us on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. What's that? What the hell? It's a big red button. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, drive home safe, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. There's going to be some traffic, although... You know, I didn't think it was as bad uh, today coming in. I, I got a little bit later today uh, than earlier in the week uh, by design. You know, I just wanted to uh, sit back and and watch live from the players and then uh, watch some of the early tee times uh, from the TV. You do a lot of stirring, you know what I mean? Uh, I thought you could only stir in a bullpen, but you can stir out here. And, you know, I mean, there's free cocktails and all this stuff that I have access to, but I'm a pro. Never going to go and, and stoop to that level until Saturday and Sunday when I'm not working. So yeah, you walk and you talk, and you know, I'm listening to our station, and I'm listening to the PGA Tour radio, and I'm listening on TV. And I'm trying to get every little nugget that I can because I love this event. It's absolutely spectacular. Um, but I do it differently just about every year. I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'll worry about that in an hour. After we wrap things up here, the story of the day is all about, and this is just an incredible story, uh, Chad Ramey, okay? Eight under 64, eight birds, zero bogeys. He is your clubhouse leader by a stroke over Colin Morikawa. Morikawa today, minus seven. And again, spectacular golf for him. Um, As we said late last hour, he is the only member on the PGA Tour to be... Uh, 70% or better this year in both greens and regulation 
and fairways hit. And he did the exact same thing today. Not a 14 with fairways and 13 of 18 as far as greens in regulation. You know, I was talking about the Canadian. Wasn't overly familiar with um, uh, Taylor uh, Pendrith. Uh, he, he was 14 of 14 today. Fairways hit. How do you do that? No one is perfect. And we had some bogey-free rounds. i got to believe that that will change perhaps as early as tomorrow. All right, we're going to talk with Gary Smits coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, he covers golf, including the PGA Tour for the Florida Times Union. Uh, so we'll talk with him in about 15 minutes. Also, late in the hour, we're going to go to Las Vegas, bring in Rafael Esparza, see if we can find some pretty good things to wager on because folks are out here betting shot after shot, right? You sit over 17 You pick a golfer, you have fun with it with your cronies, but there's also money to be made. And, you know, depending on what you believe or which direction you go, um, there is an opportunity for you to make some cash. And we'll do that coming up a little bit later on with Rafael Esparza. You know, I saw something today that I thought was brilliant. It was on Twitter. I don't know who asked it. Um, But I love hypotheticals with golf. I do. And... I saw a question. It was actually asked to a golfer on tour. I don't know who it was. But the question was, what would you, what would you do? A six-foot putt on 18 to win the Players' Championship. That, or if you don't make the putt, you can never play golf again. And for me, it's an absolute no-brainer, okay? There's no way I'm attempting a six-foot putt. There's there's just no way because I can't imagine my life not being able to play golf, even though I'm a hacker, even though I'm a beer-drinking, cigar-smoking golfer. It is absolutely my favorite activity to do, and it's something that it's it's great for – for anyone, you know, I guess we're all in this boat, but for anyone who's getting older, it's the one sport that you can hang on to, right? Sooner or later, you can't shoot hoops anymore. You know, the guys play the beer league softball or beer league baseball. Or, you know, I grew up playing hockey. My brother still plays in a beer league on Monday night in Tampa. I'm like, bro, I hung that stuff up when I was 18. You know, it has been, never was. The aches and pains of trying to play those type of sports, sooner or later, you just can't do it. Golf, and I know some people play tennis, and maybe there's other things that you can do um, exercise-wise, but, you know, a six-foot putt with that amount of pressure, for me, it's not even not even close. Now, for these guys on tour, I'm sure most of them, you know, can make those putts with blindfolded. But look at Rory McIlroy today. Rory McIlroy missed a five-footer. Rory McIlroy made one putt longer than four feet today, and that was on his 18th hole, hole number nine. So I just thought it was a brilliant question. And I know you're driving around. You got the, you know, if you had cocktail, you got the beer muscle. Oh, you know, I'd make that six-foot putt. Oh, I'd take that, you know, I'd be the player's champion. Really let it settle in. How, I mean, how old are you listening? You in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, 60s, 70s? Would you really give up playing golf for the rest of your life because of a six-foot putt? Let me answer that question for you. No, you wouldn't do it. you do what I do. Hell no. 
that's a bet you're not going to take. In a lot of cases, sometimes the best bet is the one that you actually do stay away from. All right, let's uh, give you the very latest. Uh, Again, 21 golfers did not complete their round because of darkness. This got a text from a buddy who said, uh, a five-hour round's out there today at the Polaris, huh? And I'm like, sure. I I love a five-hour round of golf as long as it's the weekend and, you know, I'm having some cocktails and and smoking a cigar. Out here, though, yeah, took a little bit of time uh, for some of them uh, to get around this golf course today. And, you know, that's going to happen when you have 144 golfers who are out here. And when you have 32 golfers uh, who are out here playing uh, for the very first time. So you are going to get that. All right, let's take a look at it. I want to give you some notables and some things uh, that have uh, transpired. We've talked a ton about Chad Ramey and Colin Morikawa. Five under, you have Pendrith, Griffin, and Sue. Sue's still on the course through 15. He's got three holes to play, so he is your technically on-course leader at minus four. A whole bunch of golfers with 68s today. Wu Li, we just talked about him. Min uh, Min Wu Li had the cramp on his plant foot, on his right foot. Uh, We'll see how he is after treatment tonight, Uh, but he shot a 68. Uh, Bezesenhout at four under. Uh, Svensson at minus four. How about Scotty Scheffler? He played in that super group with Rom and Rory. Scheffler today began his round with nine straight pars, okay? He then birdied five of his last nine, and it was um, it, it, it was really, it, it was, you know, this is a guy who's only playing in his third ever players. He missed the cut two years ago. He was tied for 55th last year. And, you know, a lot of people pick Scotty Scheffler. He was one of my three picks. Um, I picked Scheffler, Morikawa, and Hovland. I went up against um, J.J. Let me see. J.J. had Rom, I believe. Let me find J.J. His wild quick. card was Ricky Fowler. Yeah, he had a wild card Ricky Fowler. I, I had a wild card Russell Knox after last year in a top six finish. Uh, Knox did not play well today. I want to say he shot a plus three. Uh, let me find this. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, J.J. had Rom. He had Tom Kim, who had a nice hole out a little bit earlier. And he actually had Fowler as his third pick. He had Sanjay M. as his uh, wild card pick. So that is what J.J. had. Obviously, J.J. not in right now. Dylan Denmark is. Dylan Denmark, did we have a winner to our great uh, – uh, I want to call it Celtic because I'm a Boston Celtic born and raised guy, but I know the technical way to say it is Celtic. Yes, that is correct. And uh, Scott Davis got the tickets for Saturday. Scott Davis. Sounds like a good Irishman as far as I am concerned. All right, Scheffler. So a minus 468. Sam Burns as well with a 68. Si uh, Woon Kim, who's won out here before, uh, one of many golfers who shot a three under 69. Talked about um, – Cam Davis a little bit. Actually watched him on the putting range yesterday. He shot a three under 69. The lights have just gone out. I am in the pitch dark all by myself at the Players Championship for a second consecutive night. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Although, I wish I was packing. I I know that you 
aren't allowed to bring a piece in with you here. And for the record, I don't own a piece. And it's not because I'm worried about getting assaulted by any of the um, the gallery here. I, I, I worry about gators. I worry about snakes. I worry about bobcats. I worry about tarantulas. I, I worry about all that stuff because I'm legitimately by myself. It is pitch dark. I didn't take a picture of this and put it on, on 1010XL. You wouldn't believe where I'm at and what I'm doing. Um I'm not complaining. I'm just merely telling you what the hell is going on. Justin Rose minus three, a 69. Lashley and Hovland, 69s today at minus three. Lucas Glover and Justin Spieth, a 69. Let's take a quick, uh, quick uh, look here at Justin Spieth, who, um, you know, it, it, was a, it was a challenging round for him uh, today. A birdie, then a bogey, out with a 36. Then he had three straight uh, birdies on 10, 11, and 12, and 16, a bogey on 14 sandwiched in there. So Justin Spieth, who's had you know, some difficult times here, uh, there's no question about it, uh, a three under 69, he finds himself in real good shape uh, throughout the first 18 holes here at the players. All right, a couple of other notables before we hit a break. Another champion here, Justin um, Jason Day, a two under 70 today. Matt Kuchar, a two under 70. Uh, he is one out here uh, before. John Rahm, a one under 71 today. John Rahm last Thursday shot a 65 at Arnold Palmer's event. He followed it up with a 76 on Friday in a 76 on Saturday, uh, ended up shooting a 72 on Sunday. But you look at what John Rahm did and what he's done, you know, like over the last 60-plus days before he got to Friday um, at Arnold Palmer's event. He had, top, he had a top seven in all five of his starts. He had three wins. He was 93 under par in 20 rounds of golf, Okay. His scoring average was 67.1. He beat or tied 601 different players uh, that he faced. 98.8% was that percentage. And he earned $9 million. But everything, you know, buckled down for him or went against him, obviously, on that uh, Friday, where, again, he posted a 76, both on Friday and, as well, a 76 on Saturday. All right, we got much more to do. Gary Smith's expected to join us from the Florida Times Union. He is going to give us his opinion on what has happened out here during the first round of the Players' Championship as well. We'll head out to Las Vegas later in the hour. We'll get the latest as far as the odds and what has changed after 18 holes here at the Players. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, round one of the Players' Championship suspended because of darkness. 21 golfers on the course. They will be forced to get up even earlier tomorrow morning and complete their first round. But the story of the day, my goodness, what an unbelievable eight under 64 for Chad Ramey. He's 30 years of age, first time he's ever played. Here at Sawgrass, as far as the Players' Championship, of course, he is out of Mississippi State. Gary Smits is with us. He covers 
uh, golf for the Florida Times Union, and it's always great to bring him on to talk players championship golf. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Rick. Doing pretty good. And I might remind you that if Chad Ramey goes on to win the Players' Championship, he'll be the most accomplished athlete out of Fulton, Mississippi. Right now, that distinction belongs to Brian Dozier. Okay. Brian Dozier. (laughs) He's from Fulton, Mississippi, which is the county seat of Itawamba County. Population, I looked this up, 3,961. You know, I did some research on him a little bit earlier today. He's made some money. I think he made like 660,000 maybe two years ago. Made a little bit of money. He won an opposite field event in Puerto Rico. Dominican Republic, I believe, yeah. And, uh, And that... Still paid pretty good, maybe seven hundred twenty. Mm-hmm. Like so, so he's got some money, but nothing like this. I mean, there's thirty-two first-time golfers out here, and you know, you're always kind of looking for that Thursday story uh, to to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I didn't see this coming, but bogey-free. How, how can you play your first round ever here and go bogey-free? First time he set on a, set foot on a course was Monday, too. You know, a lot of these guys. Because if you've got Corn Ferry Tour status or better, you've got automatic uh, playing privileges at every TPC course in, in the world. And, uh, and a lot of these guys, you know, even if they don't live here, sometimes they'll come through and they'll play the course, they'll practice, they'll take a look at it and everything. But it's it just something that he never did. Uh, so maybe a little ignorance is bliss. Uh, uh, I don't know. But, he, he, you know, that was, that was it. That's the first time he's seen it. Now, the conditions this morning, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of wind. And, uh, you know, it was just warm enough. You know, the sun started broke, broke out a little bit later. Uh, but, you know, he just made a lot of big – made a lot of long putts. Seemed to – he did a pretty good job of making uh, birdie on some of the tougher holes. He had a 30-foot birdie putt on seven, which was, uh, I thought, pretty impressive. He uh, birdied uh, – one of the toughest par threes today. The second toughest. Eight played the toughest on three. Yeah, eight played the toughest. Yeah, yeah. but he and, he and he also birdied number five, which is it, which is never easy. So uh, hit ten fairways, ten greens, nothing nothing outlandish. But he missed four greens. He one putted, got up and down, one putted, and everything. He only had twenty four putts. So sometimes these guys that have really been working hard, they've spent a lot of time on on mini tours, Canada. Uh, Latin America and, and the Corn Ferry Tour, these guys, they get a lot of experience and they play on a lot of uh, courses where the conditioning isn't all that great. And sometimes they get out here and they're, you know, it's 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 uh, like letting a kid loose in a candy store. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he, he admitted to having some nerves, but he said, you know, that cliche, if you don't have any nerves and you're not human. And uh, so we'll see. But, you know, he's not the only guy. You mentioned the first-time players, and, you know, there's 32 of them, which is a record. It's usually 18 to 21. That's because so many live guys are not in the field that that ordinarily would be. But Tyson Alexander, who's another one of the first-time players, uh, told me the other day he was looking around at all the guys at that first-timers press conference, and he said several of these guys are going to be in the mix on Sunday. He said, I guarantee it. He said, we're all pretty good players. He said that we had to be PGA Tour members to get up here. You just had to go deeper in the FedEx Cup points list to fill out the field. But you got Chad Ramey in first place. You've got Ben Griffin, first-time player, shot a 60-70. He's top for third. Justin Sue got a little work to do. He's got three holes to play tomorrow morning, but he's five under. Uh, and then you've got uh, Min Woo Lee, mm-hmm. who's uh, from Australia, and he was uh, six under. 
Six under with two holes to play, and he hit it in the water on 17. Made a pretty good four uh, at 17. Uh, pissed one on and made the putt. And then bogeyed uh, uh, 18. And he's got cramps, for crying out yes, loud. Yes, and he, uh, the, guy, the guy had to treat him every, every couple of holes uh, after that. So, uh, you know, and there's just enough pretty good stars up there. Jordan Spieth and Jason Day both made some late afternoon runs at the leaderboard, fell back just a little bit, but they're in good shape. 2017 champion Siwoo Kim, I think, is always a little bit of a threat here. There's only two major champions in a top ten. Colin Morikawa, who was threatening the course record with three holes to play, and he missed three birdie putts. And Scotty Scheffler. After eight one putts during yeah. a ten-hole stretch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not supposed to happen out here. No, it's not. Uh, but the greens are rolling pretty pure. And he did catch a piece of the hole on uh, on seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, had a pretty good look, and had a six-foot look on nine. Probably should have made that. He, you know, he admitted he did that, uh, or should have made that. And uh, you know, then and here's an there's an intriguing name up there, and he hasn't been playing all that well and everything. But he was in this tournament uh, deep into last year, and that's Sam Burns, mm-hmm. uh, the LSU kid, good buddies of Billy Horsell. They played team team golf together, and uh, you know, Sam had a chance at this tournament and and bogeyed a few holes early and and fell off the wayside. Uh, uh, but it's uh, now tomorrow. I, I thought it seemed like the big stars played in the morning wave. Yeah, the group of McElroy, Scheffler, and Rom. Uh, Rom with the 70 run. Rory, you know, double bogey at the first. He just didn't have a chance. Yeah, he was terrible today. I mean, he just. I mean, he did everything. I mean, that that shot on on uh, on was it on 18? Was it 18? Where he left it in the bunker. No, no, what was the was one when he went to the right of the tree? Was that 16 or 18? It was 16, and yeah, then he three-putt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the great shots I've ever seen. And, you know, he had an opportunity for a birdie, had an opportunity for a party, ended up three-putting for a bogey. After, or actually, that was a part of five, so it ended uh-huh. up with a par. Yep. Maybe, uh, well, Rory was talking about being on the tour policy board. You know, he had a seven-hour meeting last week at Bay Hill, uh, took up a whole practice day, and uh, – but, you know, a lot of good players have been on the policy board, and they figured it out. Get uh, off the policy board, then. Well, it's important work. He's and taken on too much, I think. He's, he's He has become kind of the mouthpiece of the PGA Tour. Well, yeah, you know, to credit him with everything that's happened with the live, and I don't even want to talk about the live, but but he's kind of take – with Tiger not here, he's mm-hmm. taken on that responsibility. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the face of the PGA Tour right now because we don't – we're only going to see Tiger at the majors, and those are not, you know – PGA Tour events, they're, you know, they get credit for the money and the points and everything else. Uh, but I, I think I think he'll be all right. Uh, I just somehow think that Rory tries too hard on this course. I think he believes his game fits it. Uh, but he's, you know, two years ago when he was the uh, defending champion uh, in 20, uh, 20. 20. Yeah, 2021. Did right. not have a good day. Uh, JT in 2021. Yeah. 2021, he shot 79 in the first round. So, uh, right. uh, And Rory had his first three starts here. He missed the cut. I also and, saw he shot a 79 the year he won the World Golf. Was it the World Golf Championship? Or was it the – it was – I think it was the second to last tournament that he's won. Uh-huh. He shot a 79 on a Thursday and was able to come back and win that event. Yeah, well, when you're – Tour when, championship, I think it was. Yeah, when you're that good, <laughs> you're, you're that good. Uh, All right, let, let, let me ask you this now. All right, early, late, 13 of the last 15 winners got out early today, were forced to play late tomorrow. Similar situation, except for the 
two golfers that you mentioned, one of which still has a, a couple of holes to complete. The best scores today got out early on Thursday. How does that change tomorrow? Well, the weather's going to be bad tomorrow afternoon. We may not – we may have – that rain delay. Uh, what's important is they got, they're going to get all of the first round completed by. They got to come back at seven forty. It'll be it'll be, it'll be done by eight fifteen, eight thirty. Okay. Yep. And and there were still guys that had to complete their first round Saturday morning last year. Oh, and you took fifty five plus hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. So so it's a little bit better, and we're going to be able to play more golf tomorrow than last year on Friday because supposedly the rain's not going to hit until. A little bit later, so you know we're going to be going into Saturday morning before we know what the cut is. And uh, look, the weather—it's—it's it's northeast Florida. It's hard to predict. You get on the good side of the weather wave, you get on the bad side sometimes. I think it all evens out in the end. Uh, but you know the guys who uh, almost when you look at the morning, nobody completed around. Sam Burns is the only guy that completed around in the afternoon that got into the top ten. Why are they playing okay. so slow? I mean, I, I mean, you always hear about putting the clock on them. Um, there are certain guys who play in a very fast pace. There are others where, I mean, Ben Crane's not here. Bernard Longer is not here. Why is it taking so long for these guys to play? Well, it's a difficult golf course to play. I'm not defending them because I think it's indefensible in a way. But it's a difficult golf course to play, and the wind changes a lot. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of thought into this. Mark McCumber told me the other day that uh, this is more of a mental test than it is a physical test. And, you know, maybe that's manifesting itself and how long it takes to get these rounds around. I do know that before the tour stopped play in a pandemic year of 2020, they announced a series of changes to combat slow play. They were going to get tougher. Uh, they were going to educate the players. They were going to, they were going to point out that uh, they had stats that showed if guys took – if the guys played under the limits of the – you know, which is 50 seconds to hit the first shot in the group, 40 seconds thereafter if it's a threesome. And they, they had all these stats about how the scores were better if you played quicker. Then the pandemic hit, and they came back two or three, two and a half months later, and they said, well, we're going to put this off until next year, and then everybody forgot about it. So right now, I mean, the, the rules haven't changed as far as the time limit on that. Are uh, there stats on that? I've never been yes. able to find them. Bryson yes. DeChambeau, we know, was really slow, yeah. and they got on him a couple of years ago. I'm going to have to find them, but uh, they had greens. They, they had tee shots, shots after you missed the green. Mm-hmm. And putts. They yeah. concluded that those are the three shots you put the most thought into, seem to be taking the most time. Mm. And they had percentages on the number of pars and birdies and, and, and the other way. And uh, in, in almost every situation, if you came within 10% of that time, your scores are better. 20%, your scores are a little bit worse. 30%, you know. So uh, I, I know I sat out there in a 17T today, and uh, JT Poston – had to have taken three minutes once he teed his ball up. He kept backing off. He kept looking at the 16 green, but nobody was there. The group behind him had not hit up the 16. Right, well, yet. outside of wind, and then and then, and then uh, so he. And but then it was a crosswind. To, today's wind was different from yesterday. It was a crosswind today. Okay, well, yeah. w w Gary, how can you? What are you checking besides wind 
for more than three minutes. Uh, I think they're checking their own dog on head is what they're checking. So then Lucas Glover gets up there, and he takes a minute and a half to hit. When by the rules, he had 40 seconds to hit. And then, thank God for Matt Kuchar. He got up there and whacked it in 32 seconds mm-hmm. and hit it on the green. Yeah. And uh, so, and, and, and you know, here's a stat I love. When Ricky Fowler won the Players' Championship in 2015, and he played number 17 three times and birdied it all three times, he did not take longer than 27 seconds to hit any of those three tee shots because I went back and timed it. Really? Yes. He won one of the – I forgot which one, whether it was one or regulation or two. One of them he teed it up and hit it in 12 seconds. So between 12 and 27 seconds, he Very hit those tee shots. Very interesting. Gary Smith. And, and you hope that you – I'm sorry. You hope that there's a generation of golfers, young golfers, who are pretty quick. Rory's pretty quick. Ricky's pretty quick. You know, Phil, by and large, was, was, was pretty quick. Uh, you know, John Rahm gets up there and whacks it. And kids notice what they see in professional sports. Yeah. Okay? And they try to imitate those guys. So, hopefully, there's enough fast guys who the kids are fans of, and, and they'll start getting better. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing worse than, you know, when we go out and play, if you're in a foursome with someone who just takes way too long uh, to hit a golf ball. Uh, Gary Smith's our guest, Florida Times Union. He covers golf, including the PGA Tour. You, you know, you, you mentioned Mark McCummer, who you visited with recently. Of course, he went out here in 88, talking about how it's more of a mental golf course and a physical golf mm-hmm. course. Yet yesterday, you and I heard Scotty Scheffler say, it's not a thinking man's golf course. It's oh. a golf course where you have to make great shots. I, I love how well, these, these two players can look at things totally differently. He's hey, wrong. granted, back in 88, the course was different than it is now. Yeah, a little bit tougher. He's wrong. Okay. And I'll tell Scotty right there, right now, you're wrong, okay? You can't tell me that you're, not, that you're just getting up there and whacking this, the ball, and not thinking about these shots. Now, he's a fairly fast player. And maybe he's maybe sometimes they say things to convince themselves, mm-hmm. but he's dead wrong when he says this is not a thinking man's golf course. I'm sorry, he's just he just it's wrong. All right, so um, as we wrap things up here, um, you know it, it was a it was a very good scoring day early. I, I look at guys like like JT where it could have been a disaster, yeah. but he kept fighting his way back. Uh, Jordan Spieth as well. Um, was able to post a pretty good score out here. We know he struggled. What did you make out of everything that did happen here earlier uh-huh. today? Uh, I, I, I love the international uh, flavor of the board. We've got uh, Canada, Australia, South Korea, obviously the U.S., uh, England, you know, South Africa, so uh, Canada. You know, so I love that because that's, you know, but but that's – you know, the PGA Tour is still the true global tour mm-hmm. and uh, the, the best global tour out there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love the fact that so many players from so many countries come out here and give themselves a, uh, a chance to win this. You know, you, you had that little bit of a run there. Uh, you know, Siwoo Kim won in 17. Jason Day won in 16. Uh, before that, Martin Comer won in 14. Uh, K.J. Choi won in 2011, the first Asian player to win that. Tim Clark from South Africa won in 2020. Henrik Stenson from Sweden won in 2018. Oh, yeah. Sergio in Spain, and, and I, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it speaks well to the, the global game of golf. Uh, the other thing is that uh, I, I think that with Jason Day and Jordan Spieth, 
making her making the late afternoon moves. I think they're going to move up tomorrow morning to come out here, and the conditions are going to be tame. And I think a little bit more of the cream is going to come to the crop. We'll see how Scheffler handles the uh, the conditions out there. John Rahm, certainly a 71, does not put you out of this. Uh, I'm not sure that the 70, that a 73 maybe uh, uh, knocks you completely uh, out of this. So I think once we get the mess of whatever weather comes tomorrow, and it, it, it could miss us, it could be bad, it, you know, you never know, and – we get the cut made on Saturday, then I think it's going to turn into a really, really good tournament. Not that it wasn't good today, because I think there's a, you know, he had a hole-in-one by Hayden Buckley. Ah, oh, right out of the gate. Then he birdies 18. Then yeah. he birdies one. Then he six over on his last yeah. seven holes. Uh, Front side was playing harder than the back yeah. side today, yeah. particularly six through eight. Yeah, Callum Terran comes in after that, and he makes a 50-footer on one. I, I saw a couple of chip-ins, and then we saw some disasters. Yeah. And Aaron Wise pumps three tee shots into the water on 18, <laughs> and uh, a 10, and made it. And made it. You know, he made a four foot putt for a 10, uh, and he didn't finish last because yeah. Lucas Herbert he shot 80. Lucas Herbert shot an 82, and Aaron Wise did not break the record for the highest score. That's still Andre Stoles in 2005 made uh, on 11 on that when you know the weather was really really bad. So I think from a lot of different perspectives. From the international leaderboard, from the first-time players to just enough uh, uh, stars, major champions that are in there, I, I really like the way this sets up for the weekend. Gary, always a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, thanks Look for forward to me. seeing you tomorrow. Gary right. Smith, get everything from Gary at the Florida Times Union. Uh, he, of course, covers the PGA Tour. All right, let's wrap it up on the other side. We will visit live with Rafael Esparza, live from Las Vegas. Get the very latest on the odds as we head towards the second round of the Players' Championship. Hello. Another great guest on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Brought to you by the Accident Attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Vegas, baby, Vegas! All right, let's go live to Las Vegas. Let's bring in our good buddy from MyBookie, MyBookie.org. He, of course, is... Rafael Esparza. How you doing, young man? I am doing well. How about yourself? Everything's good. Uh, how do things end up uh, book-wise after Bones got the tap out just two minutes in? Uh, it was uh, it was favorite the whole night. The only dog that won was a huge uh, upset as Valentina goes down. I was the only underdog that won, so that kind of saved us a little bit. But we were in a hole going in just because of all the favorites cashing. So we lost a little bit, especially with Jones uh, easily winning in the first round. We, we needed that one to go to distance or, or, or the over and a half round prop. But like I said, we were in a hole uh, with all the favorites coming in uh, before the main event. Now for John Jones, we can't find any heavyweights. Stipe is going to be his next opponent? Yeah, that's, I mean, I understand people calling him the GOAT. I still think he was the, is the GOAT. I mean, he's never lost. Uh, Stipe has not fought. I don't know how long. I, I, if he beats Francis Nagu, and let's say he beats him badly, uh, if he ever does come back to the UFC, then I'll put the GOAT t-shirt on or the pound for pound t-shirt on him. But good win. Uh, but I'm not sold on what everyone else is uh, selling right now. All right, 18 holes here as we broadcast live from the players. I know that some higher-ranked golfers – Perform well today, including Colin Morikawa, one shot out at minus seven. Also, Scotty Scheffler ranks second in the world, the 68 minus four today. 
Yeah, let's go up to the U.S. I mean, four out of five in the top five right now with Chad Ramey and leading in. To, uh, everyone's talking about Colin Mulcahy. He shot, he shot my, he shot a sixty-five. He, he's not even winning it right now. It's just funny how people don't know who Chad Ramey is, uh, who shot minus eight at sixty-four today. But it should be very, very interesting. And you said it, Scott Scheffler uh, is not that far behind as well. And, and I kind of like Sam Burns. I thought he shot well, especially in the back. You know, Chad Ramey was what, plus 3,300 uh, yep. to win it, and the chances of him holding on are, are slim and none. But how do think, uh, do more people now bet on the fact that he, I don't know, doesn't make the cut, doesn't finish top 10? Do you, do you have different scenarios like that that people can go against him? Well, we, we normally we do, but since a couple golfers have not finished, we just put some head-to-head matchups for Friday and Friday only. Hopefully, they can finish all tomorrow and then all of Friday, so we can do some more interesting prep bets. Uh, but normally we do, but like I said, with some golfers didn't be able to finish. Uh, right now, some really good head-to-head matchups: Justin Thomas versus Max Homa, getting a lot of action. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick versus uh, Scheffler uh, is getting a lot of action. So really good head-to-head matchups right now, but I wish they would have finished all the golfers today. Do you do anything with 17 balls in the water? Uh, We did a couple years ago, and no disrespect to the players, but it gets overshadowed all the time because of what else is going on on almost every channel. March Madness, all these conference tournaments are going on. So we weren't getting a, a lot of heavy action when it comes to the players just because it's competing with conference tournaments. I see the average from tw- over the last 20 years is 47.15. Uh, I saw a total in a couple of places for this year's event. Uh, the total over-under was 55. Today, would still some golfers on the course, we had 18 balls go in the water on 17. Yeah, I mean, everyone, of course, everyone bet will there be a hole in one in uh, at the seventeenth hole? No, was mine. We opened up no at minus three dollars. We closed it at no minus five dollars, uh, stuff like that. So we're hoping no one uh, puts in that one. That one we did. Like I said, normally I put up a whole bunch of seventeen uh, prop bets, uh, but like I said, it just gets over. And it's a shame because we've called it. The players always a, a great time, always a nice course, always great golf there, and it always gets overshadowed for the college hoops. All right, next week is a monster, obviously, with the 16 on Thursday and 16 on Friday, the NCAA tournament. What about conference tournament week? How are things at the window there? You know what? Back in the day, it was nothing. But now uh, now with all gambling all over the place, most of these events are now in Vegas. Conference tournaments is almost like the, the first four days of the tournament because you just get so much action. All these conferences are going all at once. Uh, it's pretty hectic. Uh, I hate the I hate the format now because I like to take some couple days off before the bracket gets going and all that. But we really don't. Today was a crazy day. Tomorrow's gonna be a crazy. Day. Let's throw in the WBC. Let's throw in the Players Championship and, and, and all this stuff. And we didn't even mention Bruins and Oilers. So it's just a whole bunch of stuff that's going on all at once. Hey, seven weeks from tonight is the NFL draft. I cannot believe oh, it geez. is that close. So after the combine, are you getting more action on who the number one pick is going to be or what team is going to end up with the number one pick? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, first defensive player was getting a lot of action because we all know why, because of uh, the Georgia guy. Uh, first uh, pick overall is getting a lot of action because of all the stuff about Anthony Richardson. Could he be the second quarterback taken? Could it be the first quarterback taken? 
uh, it, it was pretty uh, pretty crazy. So it's going to be very interesting. I'll put more NFL draft props probably uh, in a couple of weeks uh, when, it, when I dive into a little bit more. Rafael Esparza, tell us what's going on, mybookie, mybookie.org. It's not what's going on. It's what's not going on. Uh, <laughs> some great baseball games. If you're not if you're not staying awake and taking uh, taking naps, WBC has been fun all of a sudden. All uh, great some baseball. Players Championship Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You got conference tournament and college hoops. You got hockey. You got NBA. It's just a great, great time. And then you get a UFC fight this weekend. You got some nice boxing matches as well. Jump over to my bookie. Sign up today. Win today. Rafael Esparza. Always a pleasure, sir. We'll do it again next week. Take it easy. A fantastic uh, evening. There he goes. Rafael Esparza. MyBookie, MyBookie.org. Look at this before we wrap things up. This is unbelievable. Okay. These golfers right now, there are four, five, six, seven, eight. Top 10 golfers, um, or these 10 golfers right now, uh, in the top six uh, of the leaderboard because there are ties, listen to their appearances after 18 holes. Chad Ramey, first ever appearance right here today at the Players. Colin Morikawa, his second. Uh, Taylor Pendrith, uh, his first. Ben Griffin, or excuse me, his second. Ben, this is actually Morikawa's third. Uh, their appearances before today. Ben Griffin, Justin Sue, Minwoo Lee. Never have been here before like Chad Ramey. Uh, Denny McCarthy. This is his fourth. Adam Spenson, a rookie. Scotty Scheffler, his third. Sam Burns, his third. Tearing up sawgrass. Tearing up the stadium course in their first, second, or third opportunity ever playing it. It's amazing to me. It should be amazing to you. Hacker Nation coming up right now. Folks, tomorrow again, nonstop coverage beginning with Jeff and Dan in the morning up until Hacker at night. I'll be with you tomorrow at 6 o'clock as well. Thank you to Dylan Denmark. Thank you as well to uh, Richie Clemens. My name is Rick Ballou. We'll talk tomorrow at 6.